Hello, everyone, and welcome back to season two of the Stay Strong in America podcast. As you know, I am your host, Tyron Brown, here for another episode of our Mindful Mondays. And ladies and gentlemen, as you know what our Mindful Mondays, we're focused on spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional health and well-being. So that means if you're driving, I want you to keep your eyes on the road, but also your ears wide open. And if you're lucky enough to be in a stationary place, like a coffee shop, your friend's place, or even your own home, feel free to take out a notepad and jot down some notes because today's episode is definitely going to be one for the books. So stay tuned. So let's cut to the chase, ladies and gentlemen. Our episode today for our Mindful Mondays is called Alignment is Greater Than Time. Now, the reason I am so excited for this episode is because I personally resonate with this quote after it was shared with me by my younger sister about a year ago at a time that I feel like I need to hear it the most. I saw her post it on social media and I literally screenshot it and saved it to my phone only to upload it myself on social media. Hearing those words hit my core because like many of you at one point in your lives or another, I felt like I was not at the point in my life where I wanted to be. This included but was not limited to factors such as my job status, assets, income, my relationship situation or dating life, and awareness of or lack thereof of my purpose. However, when I heard that quote, and while simultaneously working with a therapist, I came to understand that the difference between where we are and where we want to be is simply time, and that should not and cannot be rushed. Simply put, we are not ready for certain milestones in life, mostly I believe due to lack of preparation. But more over than time is alignment. Alignment far outweighs time because alignment or lack thereof can act as a catalyst or boundary for different goals or outcomes we desire for our lives, regardless of the element of time. You see, alignment can bring clarity because it can show you how the dots connect in your life and provide you reassurance of your preparedness, even during the times you get imposter syndrome and begin doubting yourself. However, One thing I think is important about this conversation is for you to explore the definition of alignment so you can understand how it applies to your life. Alignment, when I researched the definition via Google, uh, is defined as either an arrangement in a straight line or in correct or appropriate relative positions or a position of agreement or alliance. So whenever I think of alignment, I try to look for where the dots connect and whether it is positioning me for my goals or not. Sometimes I try to understand why, and other times I simply accept that regardless of the time. I have to see see if what I want aligns with what I do, and more importantly, with what I need or God feels I need. So whenever you are getting bent out of shape and asking yourself, why am I not getting the job I want, the girl, the woman, excuse me, or man I want to date or marry, or understanding your purpose is taking very long, you should instead ask yourself whether you are intentional about aligning your vision with your reality so that you can carve out a path to bring your intentions to fruition. So throughout this episode, we'll explore what alignment means in different aspects of our lives and how you can have an opportunity for introspection so you can reflect and pivot in a way where you understand how critical alignment is as opposed to time. So when we're thinking about alignment being greater than time, the first thing I want you all to put in your mind are the three different aspects when it comes to alignment. That is the mind, the soul, and the body, right? So the first thing is the mind, right? This is the first step to even understanding alignment, guys. Because like I said, alignment is just a matter of connecting the dots to see if, you know, if things that are going on in your life make sense, they're adding up. And you have to be able to have perspective to do that. 
And that's where the mind comes into play. So the first thing that you should consider when it comes to alignment with the mind and having perspective is the importance of faith. You must first understand how faith impacts your perspective on life and how it can give you clarity as to whether there is alignment between your mind, body, and soul. So the first thing you should do is ask yourself the following, right? Do you see yourself or your life in a particular way, all right? So when it comes to faith, right? Faith doesn't necessarily mean you have faith in, let's say, like a higher being or, um, or God or something of that nature. It could be faith in a way of life, all right? So ask yourself this, do you see life as a game, right? So certain people have told me that like life is a game and if you know how to play it right, you can you know leverage it to your benefit. I've heard that said before and when I heard it being talked about, it, it kind of made me, you know, a little squeezy for, for a second, right? I'm just like, something about that that just doesn't seem right. Whenever you look at life as a game, that means that you can start over. That means that you know, if you get killed, you can start the game over and try again. And you sometimes, you know, the right steps to take. Man, I personally wish life was a game sometimes because I would have reversed a lot of decisions that I made. But as you know, life doesn't give you any do-overs, really. I mean, you may have second chances, so life can feel like a game in that respect. But you can make decisions in your life that could change the course of your life forever. You know, I mean, someone gave me an example of someone making a, you know, making a decision to drink alcohol. And his friends couldn't drive him. Um, I mean, the, the designated driver didn't want to drive anymore. And so he decided to drop a friend home. And guess what? He got pulled over for a DUI and he was applying to be a police officer. Imagine that, right? So a lot of small decisions in life can have major impacts. And so life isn't a game for those where that has occurred. You know, whether it's a small or major decision for that matter. But Life as a game, I'm not sure how much I personally believe that. Other people view it that way and it gives them a sense of relief. It's like, oh, life is a game. And so I feel like I'm given all these chances. I can make things work from, to my benefit. And so a lot of things become games. Dating becomes games. They date around in ways that make it a game. They um, take a lot of risks. You know, people that view life as a game, they tend to be a little bit more riskier, I find. Um, but just thinking about it from that perspective right? Can you really start things over? Right? And so when you're trying to line things in your life, right? And you think you can start things over, you may go, go to life thinking that the world's going to be graceful towards you. But that's not necessarily the case. Because you're going to find if you make a decision, let's say you do some harm to someone, you can be sent to prison. And I can guarantee you those that went to prison, life isn't a game for them. It's real. They're facing 20 years in prison, 10 years in prison. Certain restrictions when they come out, probation, things of that nature. They're on parole when they come out. And that affects them for the long term. You know, someone that chooses to do drugs or do a drug one time, you can overdose on cocaine the first time you try it. That's what I've heard and my and saw in my research. Does it become a game then? To someone that gets hooked on heroin. Oh, I've just experimented in college. No, you thought life was a game, but it's not. Life is a game until it's not. And, 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 and that's what I personally feel. You may feel otherwise, but that's just a perspective. Another perspective, life is a movie. And when I hear that, it's entertainment. And it's like you control the narrative or you're a character in your own narrative. Like, oh, I'm just going about life. But be honest with yourself. Would you make your life the way it is? Would you really, if you had a pen to it, 
if you can make your life a movie, would you let it to, let let it be what it is now? Because I guarantee you, all of us will write happy endings, not just some days, but most days of our lives. You know, and so if you look at life as just a movie, it's like it's starting and it's ending. You're just going through it. There's no accountability. There's no accountability with it, right? And when you're trying to align things, you almost are like, it's one thing to align something. It's another thing to create something and you are in full control. Are you ever in control of something ever? Is that really the case where you have complete control? And that's why when you make life as a movie, it can get a little bit, you know, tough there to even think from that perspective. But some people look at their life as a movie and it's entertainment to them. They just laugh about it. Like my life could literally be a movie and they laugh about it. But those that told me that, sometimes their life is filled with a lot of chaos. Like many of us, filled with a lot of chaos. But where's the accountability piece? Where's the part, part where you change the narrative of your movie? That's the part that I do like is that you can be in control. And you can change it. But when you say life is a movie, it's just that you're letting life happen and you're just entertained by it. But you're really not interacting to make things better for yourself. The next thing they say, life is a gamble. You you know, you're like you never know. Life, you're just making bets on in life. It's a life is just a random set of events. And I believe there's an aspect of that that is true, right? Um, matter of fact, I feel like there's a positive aspect to everything I just stated in terms of um, having faith in these perspectives, right? Like when you see life as a game, you can really just try to start things over and you can reconcile certain things, you know? Um, we look at life as like a movie or entertainment. You can learn to laugh at yourself. When you look at life as a gamble, you understand that you don't, you know, like life can just have crazy things that come your way. You never know what can happen. You walk outside, you get hit by a bus, you're quadriplegic forever for the remainder of your life. Or you can go outside, find a million dollars on the floor, you know? So in those times of, you know, uh, where you're not reassured, looking at life as a gamble may not necessarily hurt you. You might give yourself another chance on life because there are certain people who get fed up with life and they want to, they feel like their life is already spelled out for them and they want to commit suicide, right? And so looking at life as a gamble gives them that chance to feel like life has some hope for them, right? Even if it's random, you know? Um, but to say life is a gamble, I mean, I feel like that's a little bit loose in my personal opinion, right? Um, but at the end of the day, we're talking about alignment, right? And alignment being more than time, right? But but how you're thinking about your life and how it's going, if you're thinking from these perspectives, it can make you feel very far behind, very far ahead, or just very lost, or very, very reassured. And so another perspective is inevitable outcomes, fate, right? So that's another um, perspective that people have on life is just that like, listen, you have no control. Whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. You're going to die this way anyways. You're going to get addicted to these drugs anyways. You're going to marry this person anyways, you know? And people go through life like that. And so they feel like, now these are people who are think that everything is aligned from day one, right? That, oh, everything that happened here was supposed to happen. I was supposed to get fired from this job. That's alignment, right? And it's kind of like, Really, is that the case? You have no control over what happens. I like to think, I like to differ, you know, um, and think different towards that perspective because I feel like you have to take accountability that certain decisions you do make have certain incomes, you know, certain um, outcomes, excuse me. I'm thinking about money too much. 
you know, like if you go to college and you study a certain degree, you know, computer engineering, this generation, and you come out making a quarter of a million dollars, that's not just fake. I feel like you were intentional about something, you know? So now I think there's an inevitable aspect of our lives in terms of like we were born into something that we had no control over. Like you were born into your family. It is what it is. You had no control over that. Like once you were created in, in, in your mother's womb, it's, it's inevitable. You're going to be born into that family unless something happened to them or social services took them away, took you away. But otherwise you're born into that family. That's where there's no control, right? But there's one final perspective I want to share with you guys. And I swear, I'm not trying to, you know, persuade you to have this perspective, but just consider it. And that is, uh, uh, the journey led by God, faith, in terms of like having um, a faith-based perspective and religion and a higher being for that matter. Not, you know, I wouldn't even call it religion. To me, that is when you, have, you, pr you place control in the hands of a higher being. You take accountability for your actions, right? And led by a code from that faith that you believe in, whether it be Christianity, Judaism, um, the, the uh, Islamic faith. Um, um, Buddhism, Hinduism, whatever faith you have, or just spiritualism, you have a code of conduct that you follow, you adhere to, but you still take accountability for your actions. You live a lifestyle that aligns with that faith. And that's the perspective I like to choose because that gives me patience. That gives me gratitude in the world. That lets me know that I have some control, but I'm not control over everything. And I think that's, you know, there's re that's reality, right? To me, if I want some alignment in my life and alignment's going to help me progress in life, I feel like having, you know, a faith-based perspective really helps. And knowing that I take some accountability, but I share some of the account of, you know, some of the outcomes with a higher being, that takes the burden off of us. But at the same time, it still holds us accountable. I find that fair. So think about it. You want to know whether or not you're aligned with your life? What perspective do you have? What are you thinking of? When you think about life, are you thinking like, oh, man, like I'm feeling at this game, <laughs> you know, and I got to start over. Or are you thinking like, man, my life is just funny to laugh at because it's a movie or it's a sad part of the movie. And then the, the fun part is coming up a year later. Are you thinking just like, man, I don't know what's going to happen. This is like rolling dice. Your life is a gamble. You know, are you are you are you comfortable thinking that way? And it gives you some relief. Or are you somebody who's like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You know, I have no control over life outcomes. I could do little things, but for the most part, no control. That might give you relief because you might just be content with things that happen. You might feel like everything's already aligned. Or you may go and say, listen, I'm going to take some accountability for my actions. I know I can't control everything, but I'm going to try to, you know, make certain things happen. And that's the perspective I had is that journey led by, you know, my faith, by God. So think about that for a second, because like I said, it changed your perspective on a lot of things in life, particularly time and where you are and where you want to be and where you need or want to go. Consider that. And now finally, one other aspect when it comes to alignment with the mind that I should add is the importance of mental health. And I'll share this with you real quick. Three things that you need to consider when it comes to your mental health. Solitude. Therapy. And coaching. So first you need solitude, right? Solitude, you need some time alone to understand you. I think sometimes we socialize with people too much 
or feel we socialize through social media. But really what we need is time with ourselves to know what we want and what we desire. And a lot of us struggle with that because we're so busy attaching ourselves to other people that we overlook those aspects. Not understanding that that is the foundation for you to get your mind right so that you can align the rest of your life. When you have some solitude and some space to yourself, that can truly give you perspective as to what you need in your life and what you're missing and what needs to be nourished. Therapy now, that can lead to awareness, right? So me, when I went to therapy, I became aware of so much things that were bothering me. And I just didn't know how to put my finger down on it until my therapist called it out. You know, I mean, like I said, I went to my ther therapist and I said, there's a disconnect between my heart and my head. And he's like, Tyron, like, I think I know where that comes from. I don't, I don't think you know yourself. Or you may know yourself, but you're acknowledging it the way that you need to. Boom, that changed my perspective. And then when I started to explore the things that I really wanted for myself, oh man, certain things started to align for me. Right there, things started to align for me because I'm like, wow. Okay, or, or I understood why things didn't align for me. Oh, this relationship didn't align for me. It makes sense. It wasn't, that relationship didn't reflect what I wanted or needed in my life. You know? And where I was at mentally, I wasn't prepared for that. Or when I have a certain job that doesn't work out, I'm like, oh, this makes perfect sense. I wasn't ready for this role or this role doesn't even align with where I want to be at in the future. You know, and it wasn't going to lead me to the people I needed to surround myself with. And we'll talk more about that when it comes to, you know, uh, alignment with the with the body and the heart. But that's just to give you some perspective uh, on what therapy can do for you. When you, you know, and, and focusing on your mental health. And then there's finally coaching. So now you can have the therapy to become aware, but how are you going to implement your awareness, right? What does the implementation, implementation process look like? That's when coaching comes in. And I had a friend share that with me, like coaching really gets you going. It gets you doing the things that you said you were going to do in therapy, all right? Um, and so you may have to sometimes look for a coach or you just need to get things started on your own. When you start you know, you know, acting in a way that reflects all the things that you learn about yourself by having solitude through therapy, oh man, that is going to bring you to a space of true healing, you know, and, and true understanding of yourself. And when you align your, the importance of your faith with the importance of your mental health, you have the perspective to see when things fit you, when things don't. And so instead of you looking at time, you will look at alignment. You will look at what makes sense for where I am and where I need to be and where I want to go. You know, we're all missing that piece of the puzzle because we don't even understand the relevance of faith. We don't understand the relevance of mental health. And because of that, we don't understand its impact in terms of it being a catalyst or a hindrance to where we need to be. So if you want some alignment in your life, if you want to be able to truly disregard time and focus instead on alignment, guys, align with your mind and gain perspective on life through your faith and through your awareness and consciousness of your mental health. So another aspect of alignment and why alignment outweighs time is reflected through the soul. And your soul essentially is what's going to give you your purpose. When you have your faith established, recognizing your purpose becomes 10 times easier, right? But in order for someone to get to the point where they're aligning with their soul, their purpose, 
you you have to really pay close attention to that process and the amount of work that goes into that. I can speak on myself, right? My purpose, I feel, is communicating with the world and letting them know of their potential and, and working on themselves and prioritizing self-improvement to achieve the outcomes they want in their lives. And that is through having this podcast platform and other forms of, you could call it entertainment, but I like to call it education, right? And I've always been someone that prioritized and loved and embraced education and things that are very informative. I've loved documentaries. I still do to this day. I love reading books on finance, um, learning about real estate. That's some of the finance things that interest me um, um, about investing, budgeting, you know, ways to save money, um, generational wealth estate planning, you know, I, I'm like a nerd for things that impact people's, you know, livelihood. I care about anything related to socio um economic policies. Um that's why I like watching documentaries on like, you know, wealth disparities and things of that nature. I'll read an article, I subscribe to the Wall Street Journal. Like I've always been interested in things of that nature, but more importantly, I've always been interested in sharing it with other people and breaking complex information down to simple things. And making it relatable to every common day people. You know, that's been my, I feel like that's that's my purpose. And I've had that passion for such a long time. Now, the issue with that is that when we're not aligned with our faith, like I spoke about earlier, is the, the way I said, like, just like how I said, if we're aligned with our faith, it's 10 times easier to be aligned with our soul, thus our purpose. Well, the reverse is true as well. The less aligned or where we are of our faith, the less aligned we are with what our purpose is. I was out there trying to become something that I was not, guys. I want to be this investment banker that does X, Y, and Z. And I still, you know, sometimes think about that. You know, I, I was thinking about being this, you know, corporate titan and things of that nature. And um, something hit me over the head, right? Because the reason why I was being that way anyhow and had that strong interest is because of what I saw other people doing in college. Now, when I went to college, it's a predominantly white institution. And this is not necessarily regarding race per se, but a, a awareness of class and, you know, access to opportunities. And I feel like I had to maximize my opportunities coming from Hempstead, New York, where I grew up. And I felt like capitalizing on that means breaking into a corporate America, making XYZ salary, right? Since, you know, I wasn't going to medical school or law school, I figured, okay, what's the next best thing? Going to banking, right? Which I'm in there in, in banking now, but the way in which I approached it, because, you know, banking is, is a job for me, but my purpose is the podcast. But the way I was approaching it, I was making that my purpose. And that wasn't right. And it's because I was competing with other people. So the thing is that when you are not aligned with your soul and thus don't know your purpose, you start co competing with other people who are doing what you're doing, but it is their purpose and you will always lose. Why? Because guys, did you ever see someone operate in their purpose? Everything they do seems so effortless, but, there's a, that, but that does not mean that they are not working hard in the background. You know, that doesn't mean that they lack any skills. They have really good skills, but also, but rather they have motivation because they are doing what they were meant to do on this earth and it radiates and shows in their results, guys. So imagine this, Usain Bolt is out there breaking world records, but he's always had a passion and knew his purpose was to be a runner. 
at least for the time that it did last. And here you are, you're better at basketball. But because you see he's become successful, you pivot into running track. Was that really your purpose? Was that really? Or were you just, you know, does, were you just you're envious of the results that you and both achieved? And so you pivot into a field that didn't even belong to you. And I was finding myself do that. I was becoming more misaligned with everything I was doing job-wise because it wasn't what I was meant to be doing. I can tell you right now, I've had much more, like, I've had a lots of fun working, like, say, education, um, working with kids. And it's funny because at my previous employer, I used to do financial literacy workshops, and I loved it. And people loved the way I taught it. They said, wow, you're really good at this, you know? Um, you should probably make this into your own business or something of that nature. And I was like, yeah. And I used to, you know, blow it off because I want to grow within, you know, retail banking. But really, they were... You know, God was really showing me like, you know, because I have my faith first, guys, remember that my faith, God was showing me Tyron and I didn't understand it because I wasn't too vested in my faith. But as I became more vested in it, God was showing me Tyron. Clearly, you have the skill set. Right. I'm showing you that you're great at it. You're great with this skill set. Use it. I gave you gifts. Now use this gift. Not everybody wants to go up and speak in front of other people. And definitely not everybody wants to go up and speak in front of people regarding financial literacy for whatever reason that may be. Then maybe their finances aren't together. Maybe they really don't understand the subject. But I talked about personal budgeting. I talked about credit scores and reports. I talked about, you know, financing, a, you know, a, a home via a mortgage and a mortgage application process. And I talked about, you know, saving for the future, investing and, um, you know, the importance of life insurance. And I thought about business credit, you know, and a lot of people came to me like, thank you so much. You really helped me so much with these, you know, understanding this aspect of financial literacy. And I never explored it or never wanted to do it. But you made it so simple and easy for me to understand. That's a skill set that I have, guys. I used to do speeches on stage. People don't know that I performed in front of Hillary Clinton, you know, and executives, um, Tom Swazi, you know, this was back in the day. I was like, what, 11 years old? My mom was there. And this is when, when, when Clinton was in office, you know, when her husband, Bill Clinton, was in office. So it's, you know, and that's regardless of how you feel about, you know, the, the politicians I just named. But I had the knack to speak in front of a room of people and not be shy. I developed that confidence and skill set at a young age. And my mom, thank God, she was there to help foster that in me. And I was abandoning that so that I could be something else. Now, I know there's a part of you that, oh, we should become mature and grow up. and But it's like those skills, they never disappear. They just become transferable. And a lot of times we forget that what we're good at. But when you're in line with your soul, you remember what you're good at. But more importantly, what you are meant to do, what you feel comfortable doing. When you're really aligned with your, with your purpose, it just feels natural. A lot of things feel natural. It comes seamlessly. Like my first episode that I did for this podcast. It just came so effortlessly. And that was the complete validation I needed to say, this is my purpose. Now, your purpose can evolve. It doesn't have to stay limited to exactly what you're doing. LeBron James is a basketball player, but that's not the only thing he's doing. His purpose is always evolving. And so he's crossing into other uh, ventures. And so I have many celebrities. So I have many you know, business tycoons. 
Now, but they all start off with one thing, and they all, they also knew what they were good at and what they were capable of delivering. You understand? So, even Donald Trump himself, regardless of how you felt about it, he said he had a friend that you know did a great job at golf courses, and he tried to do something else in business, but it didn't work. But you know, like real estate, but he went back to doing golf courses, and he's making millions now. You have to know what you're good at, and be okay with what you're good at, even if it's not popular. You know, like I used to say, I I could do freestyles. I can rap very well, and I've I've I have a love for music, and like I told you, I have a love for watching documentaries on socioeconomic issues. You know, I like you know making videos, for example. I have a very creative mind. I was a creative, and I was trying to be someone who wasn't a creative, because you know. Being someone who's an engineer or something and makes money, it sounds, you know, like a sexier career or whatever the case may be. But really, and not to say that engineers can't be creative because there's a creative element to that. But I'm not somebody who was so caught up in the technical things, a stockbroker, things of that nature. But I was still someone who was intelligent and had a creative mind. And I understood the importance of entertainment, branding, things of that nature. That's how I came up with the Stay Strong in America, you know, brand. I have a creative outlet. But guys, when you're not aligning with your soul and really taking time to understanding that and paying attention to what's working in your life and what's not, you will miss every single time. And there's nothing worse than a man or woman who doesn't have a soul, who doesn't have a purpose. Because you go through the world lost. When I found my purpose, I found much more clarity. Not only did I know what I wanted to do, I know to, I started to know what I wanted in you know, the body and the flesh, which I'll talk about next. I started knowing what I wanted for in terms of relationships, in terms of a family, in terms of, you know, income. You know, my, my perspective changed so much because knowing, you know, my purpose by aligning with my soul, it helped to fill a void in my life. And that void was, was, was what was going to give me that peace of mind to know that I could contribute to the world and be of value. So guys, do yourself a favor. Take a step back. Understand where your faith is coming from so you can have perspective on the way you're approaching this world. And then take the time to see what your faith is leading you in terms of understanding your purpose, understanding what you're good at, understand what you can contribute to the world, and taking into account those things that people said, you're great at this, and you just decided to you know push underneath the rug. No. Pay attention, guys. Align with your soul so that you have a purpose that can give you a peace of mind in life. And so now the final thing, and there's a reason why I put this last, that I just discuss in terms of alignment is alignment with the body, aka the flesh, right? This is what the heart wants. Now, the reason why I put this last, because I know it's mind, body, and soul, is that the mind impacts the soul, which impacts the, what we do in the flesh, our actions, and, and influences our heart. At least that's what I believe. And the reason for that is that a lot of what we want in terms of love, family, you know, um, income and assets, it stems from our soul and what we feel our purpose to be is on this earth, you know, what we're meant to do. But more importantly, that's all carried through our faith, right? You know, you know who's giving us this perspective on life? Who's shaping our perspective on life to say that, you know, these are the things that we want. These are the things that we desire. And this is what's going to bring us fulfillment. Right. But let's go ahead and talk about 
what it means to have alignment with, you know, the body. All right. One thing that's common for a lot of us is love. All right. Um, or relationships for that matter or marriage. We a lot of us desire that. I think that most people desire it, whether they want to admit that or not. And in this, you know, current state of, you know, men versus women and, you know, the um, different podcasts that are out there that are juxtaposing how men feel about women and women feel about men. I mean, it's becoming annoying at this point um, because a lot of us desire each other. I don't know why we're acting as if we're adversaries as opposed to coming together. Um which is why I listen to the Dear Future Wifey podcast by Lateris R. Whitfield. It's a great podcast. And I think you all should listen to it if you're interested in love. Um, but I feel that everybody desires love deep down. And a lot of us feel like our best opportunity to gain that love is through a relationship. You know, someone to share intimacy with, not just on a physical level, but also on a mental and emotional level. Um, and. Even in my experience, I had a question like why I desired what I desired, right? So when it came to, uh, you know, relationships, I remember there was a point where I just wanted to date around. I just want to, you know, date around um, and have sex with as much woman as possible. And I feel like, you know, you know, once I lost my virginity at, you know, an earlier age, let's say like 16 going on 17, that's when I lost my virginity, you know. I was just want to get loose. I felt like that was the you know the thing to do, but as somebody that grew up in a you know uh, faith based household, um, I should have known that like that's really not what I wanted deep down. And as a matter of fact, before I you know had this desire to become promiscuous, I was somebody who just wanted a, a girl to love. I wanted a girlfriend in high school to to love, you know. Um, and then when I got to college. I, you know, after that whole, I want to be promiscuous. I really just wanted somebody I could like that I was consistent with. And a lot of my dreams when it comes to relationships did not come true. But the thing I wasn't understanding when it came to relationships is that what I wanted versus what I was getting, you know, versus what I needed, they all vary. There was no alignment with that, right? Um, to be quite honest with you, I personally feel that when it comes to, uh, you know, the relationships that I did have, I, you know, I kept making things more complicated for myself. I kept looking at what other people had going on with them. And when it comes to alignment, when it comes with to relationships, you need to understand what makes sense for you and what you might like somebody else might not like. And that's the thing. When we become envious or we become watchful of other people, we start to forget not only our, our, our mind, you know, and our faith and start to forget our soul and our purpose. But also we start to forget what we want for our, for our lives, through the body, through the flesh, what our heart wants. We forget that we desired just somebody to love us. It was that simple. But we start adding on all these extra things because we see, oh, that's what this person has and desires. You may not need that for you. I'm somebody who's very simple. I just want somebody with a nice smile, decent body, and who could love me for me, you know? But also my relationships weren't lining up because those people weren't good for me. I was dating people sometimes who either, you know, was good in the flesh or good in the soul. Like, you know, like I, it wasn't a combination of, of both or all three. It was just, okay, I was dating somebody who had great morals. 
but I wasn't physically attracted to them. And I'm thinking that their good morals are going to outweigh the way I, or not, I'm, uh, how I'm not so attracted to them. No, it didn't make up for that. And then I would go date somebody who's super, who I found super attractive. And I'm thinking that my physical attraction for the person, you know, you know, uh, over time, they'll become more aligned in how they think. And we could, you know, definitely become an item. And that never happened either. And I, don't, I was never understanding why that was the case until I went through therapy, you know. And that helped me understand that, Tyron, you're trying to underestimate your needs in a relationship. And you underestimate your needs because you're not aligned with yourself and what you want. If you were, you would have understood that X, Y, and Z relationship wasn't going to work out. But here you go pursuing it once again. And that changed my whole perspective on how I pursued relationships. After that point, I said to myself, Tyron, any relationship you're going to go in, you have to make sure that you're holistically attracted to the person. That doesn't mean that that person is perfect, but that you're holistically attracted to the person. Not because she's in medical school or because she's, you know, um, some other professional caliber. She's a, you know, um, um, she works in the STEM field. Or she works in finance. No, that doesn't make you attract to that person. And I believe it was my little sister who told me that, like, Tyron, like, stop looking at credentials, right? Look at who the person is. And and it's funny because I remember Michelle Obama has uh, made a statement. She said, a person isn't a stat, they're a story. And that's what made her respect, love, and embrace Barack Obama through all these years. And I started recognizing, like, damn, I was looking at the woman I was dating as a stat just as much as they were looking at me as a stat instead of the story. Like, that person is not going to be perfect, right? But I would look at girls who on paper made sense, but when I met them in person, we didn't align. Or oh, she's going to this Ivy League school. She's getting her MBA. She's getting this done. You know, she has no children, X, Y, and Z. But really, you could have a beautiful relationship with a person who, you know, they may have a child, you know, and... They're struggling, working their way through school, but their story says so much more about their character and aligns with who you are. And when I look back on my relationships, I start to see like, wow, I threw away some women who would have worked great with me because it's not about what somebody just looks like on paper. It's about what that person is in terms of reality, in terms of how they work with you. Not if you look cute on Instagram together, but, but behind closed doors when those days get tough. You know, and when those days are great, are, are there somebody you want to share those days with? And there was, and I'm somebody who's like random, right? Like I like to do things spontaneously, but then here I go dating somebody who likes a very structured lifestyle and I'm structured when it needs to be, but other times I like to have fun and be random. And so you have to understand yourself to, and, and you have to ask yourself, okay, you're not married yet. Maybe that's a blessing because you didn't even know what you wanted for you. You just knew what a moss, what that milestone was. And that's not the same thing. That's not alignment with your body and the flesh. Right? That's you're just a lost person at that point, just making life decisions and creating a life that isn't the life that you want. You know? So take a step back and really look at it and say, why have my relationships not been what I want them to be? And ask yourself how aligned were you with your soul? You know? And with your with your faith, you know, with your mind and with your and with your heart. And I might give you all the answers. The next thing is, you know, family. We want to have children someday. There's a reason you may not have children. You want to have a family. Who are you going to have that family with? 
You know, sometimes I think I was ready for kids and I wasn't. I was not ready for children. Because I realized there's a lot of growing up I still had to do. Now, nobody's ever fully prepared to have children. But sometimes we need to do work on ourselves. And I feel like when, you, when you're dealing with children, they force you to grow up faster. But also, you have to have this grace about you. And I don't think I was ready to extend that grace to children. And I showed through my relationships because I wasn't and showing that grace to my um, significant others. There was a lot. There's a huge learning curve that a lot of us have where we think that. Or we forget that life sometimes can turn us upside down and we have to show that grace. To people around us and not to judge so much, I used to be judgmental so many times. Like I said, I was that person, oh, you have a kid, I'm not dating you, or you have this going on. I mean, it's okay to have standards, don't get me wrong, but it's like, oh, you know, oh, you had this going on in your past, oh, I'm not you know, dealing with that. And I just realized, wow, Tyron, you tell people to stop being so judgmental, but you're one of them. And that's nothing but a reflection of me. So when I aligned with myself, I saw how much I criticized myself and how that was hurt, holding me back in life. And then so when I met other people, I was holding them back by being that judging, critiquing person. And all I had to do was show love. And by showing love, I would have gotten that relationship, which could have led to marriage. And I could have gotten that family with children. But clearly I wasn't aligned. So I didn't see that perspective. You know, a lot of us may, you know, question our education and thus our income will we get, you know, in terms of a job promotion or starting a business. And it's like sometimes we don't achieve that. Because we are not ready, guys. Some of us are not prepared for the responsibility that comes with that. We're not prepared for certain assets like a house or car because we are really not. That's not what our purpose is at the moment. Sometimes our purpose is just getting, you know, paying off debt. Simple things. Just don't know what it is to just have fun. I recognize that I wasn't living. All right. I was so like gung ho about paying off debt, investing things of that nature. And so I could achieve these milestones like getting a house or a car, which I have the car now, but like trying to get a house and all that. And I and, and God slowed me down because, you know, I have alignment with my mind, you know, therefore my faith in God. And God slowed me down. And he said, Tyron, you forgot what it is to live. Go on a date. Fall in love, which I'm going to do an episode about that, you know, about how love can really help you. That's why I talk about Thursdays. But we have to understand that while we're planning for the future, life is still happening. And so we're not going to be perfect along the way. And if we understand that, like, we have, we, when we're aligned with our purpose, uh, we understand what we're meant to do on this earth, and we're aligned with our, our mind and having faith, you know, in whatever perspective we choose to have on life, then we could be a lot more patient with what we achieve or don't achieve, you know, in, 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 in the flesh. What we don't have that comes to, uh, what we want that doesn't come to fruition. What our heart wants that doesn't occur for us. Our heart, our heart wants to fall in love. It didn't happen, you know. And that could be for a great reason. Our heart wanted children. It didn't happen by this age. Our heart wanted this income. It didn't happen for a reason. Our heart wanted these assets to show it didn't happen. And that's that can be our saving grace. 
Because as I've gotten older, I recognize that certain things I thought I wanted in a relationship, I don't. I don't need those attributes or qualities of a person that I want to be in love with. You know, I do want that friendship piece, for example, more than just the physical aspect. That friendship piece and someone mentally stimulating, ooh, that's so much more important than someone being physically attractive. Someone with motherly instincts far away, somebody, you know, who you just turn up at the club with because I don't want to be doing that later in life, you know? You know, like, I didn't get that job or promotion, but that's a blessing because that came with a lot of responsibility. And also that would let me down the path of a career I didn't want. And now here I am finding my purpose with my podcast. Certain things are a blessing in disguise for us, guys. And if we are aligned with our body through the flesh and aligned with our heart, we may understand that if I didn't achieve something, it doesn't mean I didn't achieve anything at all. I could have achieved something else. More importantly, I could view life a different way that can make me more content of where at where I'm at. So instead of chasing the money, instead of chasing love, instead of chasing, you know, these these materialistic materialistic tangible items, I can reassess what I really and truly needed. And my list might not even be that long as to what I needed. It could be very short. And sometimes the one thing we did want is just a place to live, some food to eat, and our family to love us. Not the family we created, but the family we grew up with. So guys, take the time and ask yourself, you know, the things that my heart wants, is it aligned to what I really need in my life? Think about that. Because while we all look forward to some of these milestones, the biggest milestone that can occur for you is having some alignment with what makes sense for your life as opposed to the life that the world says that's right for you. Be patient with yourself for what you have and for what you don't have. And be gracious and show gratitude. Those are my final suggestions to you guys. So at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we all must make decisions in our life that benefit us in the long run. However, gaining that confidence to step out in the world and make those decisions is half the battle for many of us. We think that with time, we will see the change that needs to occur. But it's not just a matter of time, but what we do with our time that is far more critical and impactful. That is why we must prepare ourselves for life's calling so that we can align ourselves to the intended outcomes we imagine for our livelihood. That means, for example, we practice due diligence in researching the prerequisites for, let's say, medical school so that we can know what path to take in terms of undergraduate courses that can lead to such an outcome. However, you may only get to this idea of medical school at age 26 as opposed to 16, and so you may have done certain jobs and internships that did not align with medical school, but it still led you on the path to uncover your passion to help people in times of need, thus leading you to apply to medical school. In other words, your alignment came at a later time than a traditional medical school student who, who's had that passion since age 16 to be in medicine. But if we were to look at time solely, we would have felt behind. Long story short, we may be judging ourselves too harshly for not having a reality that we desired because we did not practice aligning our inner thoughts with what we experience in the world. Certain things just take time, but more importantly, we need to take the time to align what we're doing to our intended outcomes.
So alignment is the recipe not only for personal achievement, but also for patience and peace of mind. It is the ingredient that gives us reassurance that our time will come when it's time for us. And so we are not upset at ourselves or anyone for not being where we want. But instead, it gives us an opportunity to reassess our journey and take ownership of it. That said, thank you for listening to today's episode. And as usual, stay strong in America. Thank mm-hmm. you.